They're bad. They're boys. And occasionally, they talk about running. Yes, it's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jody Rainsford and David Heller. Come back. Hello! Welcome to Bad Boy Running. Hello, JD Rainsford. How are we doodling today? I'm all right. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm good, good. I'm remembering that we're now talking a little bit about our guests on the front end. So we've got Mira coming up today, who is just wonderfully lovely and sunshiny and positive and a great human being. So if you don't know her story... um, it's it's a good one. She's uh, she joined the army in Nepal and then found out she was a kick ass runner and is now one of the greatest in the world to help her community. So um, yeah, that is all to come. But until then, have anything to report on your side, sir? Uh, I don't I don't think there's anything of any interest. I I have attempted a, a light. I, I would say it's a um, a beta attempt at the um, 1.5 mile uh, Eddie Hall run. But the thing is, the thing is I, you, you posted What do you mean a beta attempt? This basically means test, you're not prepared to, to, you're not prepared not, to accept I, the result. I'm not, to, no, I'm not prepared, I'm not prepared. Well, I, I ran it, but I didn't run it on a particularly flat area. So I just thought I'll run a mile and a half and see how long it takes me. Um, and, and, and I was slightly disappointed with the result. Um, well, but it, I mean, it was quite it was quite hilly. So I, I don't know. I don't think he did his on him. But then what I realized is that you posted that um, that poll in the in the group, which yeah. confused everybody because they most people thought that it said, will Jody beat Eddie Hall's time or not? which didn't seem much of a fair poll because obviously everyone would say no. But then I think everyone started to understand, are they faster than Eddie Hall or not? Is that what you meant by that poll? Well, I, I, as with all things, I do it very quickly. And I didn't realize with Facebook polls, it doesn't allow you to edit. It's not like a normal Facebook message. How did it not? Yeah, because it doesn't want to suddenly uh, change it to like, yeah, I'm a massive racist. What? I thought I was voting on if I liked rich tea biscuits. I don't understand. (laughs) That would be good if it did. Yeah, that would be great, actually. Wow, damn it, damn it, Facebook. Rich tea biscuits, yes. Am I a racist? Uh, But I'm sure they probably used to be able to. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, yeah, so I think there's a lot of it. So, I think the the results of the poll, I think, what's it called? Something like 50. At the time of recording, like 53 people said that they are faster than, than Eddie. 30 odd say that they are slower than Eddie. Um, but what I didn't realise, and I didn't read the full thing um, that we were talking about, that this was part of the a Navy SEALs training aspect, mm. isn't it? And you have to do, and there's some other bits as well that you have to do. So if this was actually fair, then I'd have to do these other bits as well. And I think someone pointed out that it's something like you have to do as many push ups in, in two minutes as possible. You've got to do so at like, least. Maybe 50 push-ups it's, in it's two made, minutes. Yeah, I think it's, there's a minimum of 50, but he did like 77 push-ups in two minutes. Yeah. And you've got to do um, a bunch of sit-ups, which I think was, again, was like 50-odd. And then um, 10 pull-ups minimum. But it's, it's pull-ups without a break as well. That's the, It's not in like a time period. You've just got to do them bam, 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 bam. You can't be there pausing. Oh, well, you can, you, can ha- you can hang, but you can't get down and then 
take oh, you're not allowed to break it, off it at all. Oh, you're not. No. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then the and what's it called? Then a was it a 500 yard swim? Is it a 1.5 mile run? Then a 500 yard swim or something? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And. And the other thing I say is that his weight, like, I didn't know what his weight was. His weight, like, saying, like, 22 stone or something. <laughs> I mean, like, what? I mean, so, what? How so old? In order, so, for it to be, in order for it to be fair, I'd have to do all of that. I have to be all How of heavy is Hugo? And Hugo, Hugo is, like, three stone. Like, okay, how old, how old is your daughter? I think even if I put um, Frida and Hugo, if we, I carried Frida and Hugo, I still wouldn't be heavier <laughs> than Eddie Hall. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. That is insane. The more that you find out about it, the more you realise what a, what a great achievement that was. Well, the, the thing is, his it. time, his time wasn't, because they made a video on YouTube, it was Ross Edgley as well, and, and it's a bit unfair on Eddie, because Ross Edgley is obviously not 22 stone and also <laughs> unbelievably fit and an incredible swimmer so eddie basically gets absolutely destroyed in everything by ross who he's uh he'd be quite annoying if he beat you at stuff let's put it that way he's uh he, he doesn't go quietly <laughs> <laughs> but it makes mind it you, great mind you i think someone like eddie hall can, <laughs> can handle it have you ever watched him when he's done his co- doing his competitions where he's doing like lifting and he, he he puts it down and then swears at the person opposite him and the character <laughs> have, have you watched have you watched the eddie hall documentary on netflix i think i have yeah it was a while back yeah no no it was really good um but yeah but that's the, more the, the more you find out about it, the more the more impressive it is because yeah because it's like you can put like a weighted vest on but i don't think they do weighted vests that weighted to be able to can so can Frida can Frida and uh, and your son like wrap around your waist and hold on as a weighted vest? You could run with them like that. <laughs> For a mile and a half. <laughs> yeah, Hugo and Frida, bobbing along. They, combined, combined, they still wouldn't be they still wouldn't be heavy enough. I, it's insane. It's just it's so insane. Um, so do you think am, you can beat it? I'm going him? to do. I I do I do think I can beat it, but I'm not 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 on my first go. Definitely not on my first go. Um, <laughs> I think I'll have to. I think I'll have to build up to it. You're going to have to train up as a runner to beat Eddie Hall, world's strongest man. Okay, okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Has Eddie Hall had gout? I mean, I imagine he's eaten everything. How can you be that big and not have gout? I'd assume that's what... Yeah, that's a good point, actually. You'd assume that the gout would would be... Whatever gives you gout, he's eaten it. (laughs) A a lot of it. Well, a lot of it. A lot more than I'll have ever eaten. (laughs) But I've... um, I've been causing a few of my my own challenges as well. Uh, Creating a few of my own. Okay. Now, cool. we know London Marathon. I like the way you were causing them. <laughs> I'm causing some challenges. Well, I've been... To set challenges. Go on, explain. A little bit, a little bit. So, as we know, London Marathon is happening in London around a looped course of something like 1.8 kilometres. Only, only for elites. Only for elites. But, Only for proper runners, as Dominic Spain would say. <laughs> <laughs> so um, someone has already gone and set up two specific chat uh, segments for when they start, like the, where the start line is, one lap of that, and also a lap to the finish, just to see like, who's, who's actually going to upload and what kind of pace they're doing in there. Now, I thought I'd have a look at this segment. And who owns this segment, do you think? Uh, not CFTB. No, well, I checked. 
and in first place on the segment, so it's um, with a time of 6.55, was one Paul Martelletti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so no, CFTV's not good enough. Not good the, enough to uh, that the, segment infamous stealer of the the capital was it the capital ring or the jubilee no, way or jubilee jubilee way jubilee line way so i am i happen to mention this to, to rich and uh sure enough next day there's a new crown on in town the rich has run three minute kilometers flat the time of 628 so it's, it's two point oh two two and a bit two two and a third kilometers 2.2 2.3 kilometers so he's he's taken uh, quite a bit of time off but he still doesn't think that that's quick enough to beat the marathon runners which is amazing when you think how fast rich is and he's just hashtag doing formality hashtag formality <laughs> so he's, he's done like a 20th of their run and he still can't hold their pace, which is incredible how fast they are. But I may have mentioned this to someone else. <laughs> Mr. Paul Martelletti. <laughs> saying, oh, have you seen who's just taking your crown? <laughs> and um, but Paul's not that bothered. Doesn't Paul, Paul's... doesn't Paul, doesn't Paul, yeah, that's the thing. That, that's <laughs> Paul wins. He's not bothered at all. He's just like, hmm. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything to him. But I've put the idea. I think he's got. He's like, oh, I've I've got other things to worry about at the moment. And I, yeah, cool, cool, cool. But I want to. Could... I want him to beat it. But having done done some shopping first or something like that, just like <laughs> carrying going, oh, carrying oh, your oh. son and your daughter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Redoing Hugo, <laughs> looped around him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just like just doing it casually. Going, oh, just don't. I decided I come out in my slippers. I do it. Oh, just to see what happened. And, and to beat CFTB, that would be that would be classic. Because it, I've put the idea in Paul's head now. Because I think Paul could just could could beat them for a lap. Oh, do you? And think that so? would be okay. yeah, yeah. Because um, I was actually I was trying to figure it out exactly what Paul's message back. Actually, he's he's the fact he's looked at it, he's given me some details. Shows says well the lap is two point one five k, so fifteen flat five k pace. Hmm. Okay. That old th- a fifteen fifteen minute five k pace gives you six twenty four. Oh, I think I should be able to get close to Kipchoge pace on a good day, which is six <laughs> six ten per lap. This is this is actually a brilliant brilliant comparison that actually shows you just how quick they are. I mean, that is yeah, that is That's, insane, isn't it? If if um when you think that Paul Martelletti is the fastest person I I naturally know, like as I know just through. I don't through... know what that means. Naturally, <laughs> who do you unnaturally know who's faster? As in, we we've obviously interviewed people on the podcast oh, that okay. you know we who are. In fact, I don't know if he's if if we've interviewed anyone faster than Paul on the podcast. Maybe not. I, but how I'd would, say he's. How would CFTB feel if Paul came on the podcast? <laughs> I mean, CFTB. I mean, that would kill him. Wouldn't it? Especially, especially if we talked to him all about the the FKT, but we didn't mention that he was breaking someone else's time. We Im- we implied that he was the first person ever to set the record. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But um, but so that's the thing. Paul is 
Paul is someone who can win the Met League at times, which is a crazy competitive league in London, who's on the cusp of, he's been focused previously on, on trying to make the Great Britain marathon team. Now, that's how good he is. And he's having to run at his very best oh. to, uh, to try and hit. Because the assumption is that these guys are going to be running world record pace or close to. But they're going to go out for it. You're not, you're not going to go in a lapped course with very little wind um, when you've been training the whole summer with nothing to do. No one's been tested. Um, <laughs> you're going to assume they're going to they're going to hit marathon pace, world record pace for quite a while at least. Um, so that's the thing. I think it would be so cool to have that segment, and so that if it's mentioned on the commentary, like how fast it is, you're like, yep, quicker than that. And you'd be, <laughs> but it's just a shame that it's not a live segment because wouldn't that be great if every lap you could be like, oh, they're getting closer to me. Oh, one second did it. Because you'll only know afterwards when they upload it, I assume, um, if, if anyone uploads it. Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. Um, but if there are any other do-badders out there who fancy it, get on Strava. We want to see that record coming down. The FTB knows that I'm tempted to try it on a bike just to uh, just to annoy him. But if anyone who doesn't know CFTB, who's got a, you know, I'd never say cheap on Strava segments. But if you can, it would be amazing. It would be amazing. <laughs> um, actually, talking about about uh, the Met League, Met League is my home cross-country league, London League. It's been cancelled for this year, obvious reasons. But big, big news. The Met League is five or six races, and typically a club hosts a home venue. Okay. Our home venue, Ali Pali, been cross-country venue for years, is no more a venue. Why? They've stepped in and said, we're not having cross-country here anymore. It tears it up too much. Oh, really? It's one race a year. It's, it, that just shows you how uh, brutal. So we're now a club without a, without a home venue, unless we do claim still, Do they still Amstead. have gigs at Ali Pali? Yeah, they do. They're the worst gigs ever. You just go, you have to get a bus, you have to get a tube to get a bus to be in a cavernous area where everything sounds haunted. Not that I'm turning on even Ali Pali or anything. Even before, even before COVID, they had this awful queuing up system for the bar there. It was awful. It was just awful. It is a How do they do it? Venue. Hey, do they still do ice skating there? Still do ice skating, still do the world darts. Well, it's one of those oh, venues that's, that's desperately yes. trying to find relevance. Yeah, yeah. Because Ali Pali was on our doorstep when we lived in uh, Muswell Hill. And so, uh, so we go up there all the time. Um, and yeah. It is, it's and, weird, isn't it? It's like it's, it kind of, it's like a, it, they can't afford to do it up properly. So they're still kind of renting it out to sort of low grade things, even though it's not that nice a venue. Weird. Well, it's, it's a lovely location. It's a beautiful venue on the outside. Like the grounds are incredible, but it's not near anywhere convenient. Yeah, it's a nightmare to get to. Yeah. And so it just doesn't make sense as any kind of venue. And so it has to get, it can only put on events that, or even niche, or that people are so desperate to go to that they'll go anywhere. I went to see Franz Ferdinand there. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty good. 
That's good. I like Franz Ferdinand. Depends which year, I guess. I don't think they've it ever was, got it was, back. It, it was, it was the, when they were at their height, shall we say. So, 2004, should we? I, I, yeah, I yeah that, that sounds about right. That sounds about right, yeah. Well, um, but yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, that's, that's a shame. So, so what happens in that situation? Do you, do you just not host it? Or and does someone else have to host it twice? Or how, how does it work? Is it like the Olympics? That's what I don't know, because there, there are more clubs than venues. And so not every club hosts. But the, the, the frustrating... Is Ali, I was, Ali Paddy Council run, or is it privately run? Council run, I believe. Okay. But this, this is the, the I was I was out with Bruno on Friday, um, and in between his uh, his downplaying women's role in society and and just generally talking about being misogynist, you know, I I was obviously fighting the, the good corner for the ladies. Um, he wouldn't have any of it. But we were also talking about the the, the problem now is the where where are we going to do these venues for? the Met League, which is the, the London League. And actually, we've already been pushed out to Stevenage. We've been pushed out to all these places that if we, we've got an episode coming up in the next few weeks where we talk about the Smog London round. And uh, Alison mentions some of the boroughs that claim to be London. But that's the... <laughs> they are London. <laughs> but not according to David. <laughs> <laughs> Watford. Uh, Epsom. What? I oh, went Epsom. The thing is, you have to make Epsom London because people put so many conferences on there that they claim are in London. It's uh, it's a Ryanair, it's a Ryanair's it's interpretation like of it's London. It's like saying Gatwick's London. London right. Gatwick, yeah, <laughs> London South End. But um, but the this is the issue now where I mean, and I'd say actually for the, in the council's like defence, Ali Pali is one of those venues where you. It's, an, it's one of the best cross-country venues because it's got this huge hill that you have to do three times, which is amazing because it's, it's incredibly steep, but also incredibly tight. And it means not only do you get broken two or three times up, but on the way down, people have real issues trying to steer that corner if you're going flat out to try and make the bend, which, which to me is just the best kind of cross-country where you're, you're just as likely to go off into the crowd as you are to to, to to carry your speed through onto the course but um but it was one of those venues where it, it didn't drain very well it the bottom was all like a it, it seemed to be sodden everywhere you went and yeah. so you would look back and and it was only one day a year that we'd race there and you'd look back and you'd think wow like this place has been just torn apart oh really and and so I, you know, as a, as a runner, it's a real shame. And as a venue, it's a real shame. But I just, I, I, I get it that it's one day a year and then it's, it's just decimated. But my fear is, we're going to lose that. What happens to someone like Parliament Hill, which in my mind is the home of British, well, London, sorry, English cross country. Every, every two or three years, they have the the national cross country from there every year. They have the London Championships from there, and yeah, that's that's a venue that sends three thousand people through. And so, what does a weird like dangerous, <laughs> yeah, and and the, the yeah, I, I, I'm, that's my fear is like where where are we gonna be able to run cross country? And suddenly, there's nowhere else in London. We're already run, running in uh, Wormwood Scrubs, which is just uh, a windy, horrible. F- Field, yeah, 
and so cross country is just turning into where where are places that no one wants to go that we can run around like where are places that aren't attractive enough or nice enough for people to mind us running in yeah yeah so um yeah be, be interested to see what the where what happens to our next venue where it is who runs it um you know if it is a different club and and just what the reaction is because i haven't really been on social media to read about it but i people are gonna this is this is going to upset a lot of people because that this was a venue i think before i was born and that's when you have that question of right well nothing's changed like we're not making it worse than we have done it's always been this way yeah i mean like what is what is it is it what does it cost them to to because I suppose they have to do some element of repair, don't they, to it each year? I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Like re- re- like reseed it or something like that? or Potentially, but I'd, I'd imagine it does grow back okay. Um, and, and actually, Ali Pali's quite a, an unusual... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, in all fairness... The thing about Ali Pali, it's not, as if, it, it's not as if you, like, walk on the grass at Ali Pali much. I mean, like, you're, you, you, yeah. you tend to stick by the tracks and stuff. It's a lot of families walking around there and, and stuff and you tend to stick to the playgrounds the paths yeah up around there you're not really on the it's not really a going and sitting on the grass especially not in winter type place yeah and, and that's that's what i'd say as well because whenever i've been there i've run through it i've run around it and i i never run in the areas that cross country runs that's that's yeah. the night but that is the the center bit of the grass as you'd imagine so um yeah really sad times and i think hope well hopefully not an indicator of, of what's to come but what's, of, what does um, that affect what effect do, right so that actually there's a knock-on effect to that because if if councils are stopping doing that more people do park run on a more regular basis and so if they're starting to like clamp down on on you know one cost country race that happens once a year mm. how are they going to start feeling about you know weekly races where they've got like you know up to up to a thousand people going to in, in, in some of them yeah i'd i'd say that probably cross countries well cross countries definitely worse because we're running on grass with um spikes and it's cross country is always in the, the wet or the winter and so you you just it is a muddy heaven Whereas most park runs are designed to be appealing to the public. So actually, there are very few where you're going to get muddy. Right. But it tends to be on proper paths. And so. And, and do you think the spikes, the spikes make it worse then? Because you have to wear spikes, but it also churns the ground up a lot more. Yeah, but you, you, wouldn't, run across, you wouldn't run a park run right across the middle of a field repeatedly. You, you'd actually, it would be on the perimeter or you'd be following a set path already or you'd be on the road or the pavement. So yeah. I, because people, people for park run is not a race, but people want to run their fastest time. So actually, a lot of people would prefer it if it was on tarmac or at least something that. I can't was, remember. Was, which, I can't remember. I think it was was it Hampstead Heath Park Runner who went to, and it was so muddy. It was unbelievable. Even though like it was on because all the there was stuff to the you know they had all the um, mm. the funnel to the side. And it's like, and it was. I've never seen a like. It, it was an awful day, and I've never seen <laughs> so much mud uh, before um, outside of say an OCR or something. But it was, it was like incredible. Uh, yeah, and and that's probably one of the few venues where people want. I don't mind that because yeah, yeah, you've actually you're going into the heath, 
which you're you're having to go a, a reasonable distance to get there and you're you're more likely to be from someone uh, uh, someone who wants to get involved in a like a, yeah exactly and to, yeah, and to no, be back in nature and but that probably gets away with it um all right so you don't you don't think the whole thing's a general trend then you just think it's just it could sense. be it really could be uh, yeah it absolutely could be we we it's not the first venue we've lost we're not allowed to run out in um in cockfosters anymore i can't remember the name of the venue yeah we, we can't run there anymore so it it does seem when there's a nice park that we're in and and it could be that covid actually accelerates this because for one cross country is not going to be run so people aren't going to be used to seeing these muddy tracks and think that's part of what's here already but also we're having more people who are spending time in the outdoors close to where they live and so actually the positive is that we're getting more people active and walking in these beautiful parks and in the local areas but the negative might be that <laughs> they'll they... be less happy that we don't make them beautiful exactly Stop them from being beautiful once they're all going to take ownership of it and they're not yeah. going to see that that actually cross-country just wasn't there this year but it's there every single year and it has been there every year and um yeah and the benefits and they see it as one day whereas it's it's not one day it's it's the fact that you've got a structure of a, a league that means people can train for the league and that then gives them months and months and months of focus and training for that whereas the venue will just see it as one day so that's that's the issue um but talking of from from sad times to happier times we can go to we can go to our guest who is one of the happiest people she calls herself i think something like the happy runner or very similar to that that might be Vic Owens. But Nick, <laughs> yeah, <that's Nick> <laughs> that might be Mick We're very similar to that. Who is happy? Who is very happy? They're both very happy. Yeah, I mean, maybe we should have a happy off to see who's the who's uh, Yes, his smile hurts the most. He can he can't hold it for longest. But Nick, take it away. So do badders, we've got an absolute treat for you uh, today. I've been wanting to get Mira on the podcast for quite a long time since I saw a, a, a documentary about her with Red Bull. Her background is the, um, she only discovered running and her, her kind of passion for running when she joined the army and um, has since been known as one of the happiest runners on earth because he always has a smile and also she has such a passion for running. Um, she's based in Nepal and has been using her her exploits around the world for good and for, for building her community. So we wanted to get her on the podcast to, to find out more, but also we have Selena who is with her in case the um, in case she doesn't understand my very British words. So um, welcome on the podcast, the lovely Mira Rai. Yay! Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much, David, uh, David, and thank you so much uh, giving opportunity to be there. My, ab My absolute pleasure. It's it's so great to speak to you. Um, so should we should we start at the beginning? Like how? Wh when did you first? love running when did you first find a love for it 
Tell me, when I was little, I always uh, in in my village. I was moving very fast, but I didn't know what's running thing, uh, blah blah like that. And when I joined to um, in the in the uh, army, like people liberation army, that time, uh, like and there inside we have to train in the morning, wake up, and different kind of training we have to do and. In there, there's many kind of sport we can do. Then I start sport from karate. Then later, this is trail running thing. I didn't know when. Uh, some few years ago, like uh, 2015, I was running on the road, and there was uh, some uh, in Kathmandu. Uh, there's some runner. He's in the army, uh, and he went to in the national park. In the jungle, and I followed in them, and then I run with them like around two hours. Then they call me uh, to start this place come, and then I went uh, in six uh, o'clock. In this place, there was fifty kilometer race, uh, Himalaya outdoor race. There, I I thought training, but there is a race. Then I ran this race, and then. Uh, like up and down jungle and i started from their trail running thing and and what did the what did the men think of you as a fast runner is is that was would did they like the fact you were so good or did did they find it threatening did some of them have an issue with you being faster than them it's, it's different. I cannot run very fast, but you know, uh, it's a diff different. Uh, so I do long, long, um, many hours, same, you know, endurance power. I can, uh, I can run, but not super fast. Like on the road, <laughs> like I, like when will be? I think uh, when will be try, try then will be. We can run fast, but when I will be running in the mountain, I enjoy so much uh, long distance and continue running like that. Um, I, I would like to add something here. Um, uh, I heard that when she uh, actually won the race in the Himalayan Outdoor Festival of 50 kilometers, there were no girls. Like she was the only one woman who was participating in that race. And men were like surprised, you know, who is this girl? Who is this woman who has run through hailstorms, who has run through the the hills and up and down and she has won? Like, you know, they were really surprised. So I think uh, she does not have any idea about like what um, uh, men think about or uh, <laughs> are the men think about, you know, with Mira. But I think she just, is uh, just, you know, run, run. yeah, <laughs> she's just, just run, running run. on her own. Like it's her own word. So, yeah. <laughs> because in in England, um, a lot of men, when they are running, if they're running hard and a woman overtakes them, they will run the hardest they have ever run. And then, and then they will stop and just go, ah, oh, when the, when the woman beats them. <laughs> That's crazy, but uh, you know what's? Uh, I think we have to run our own pace and develop our like endurance more and more. Then will be great. Not you know, women's uh, so on that uh, 
the front, they're running more fast, fast. I think it doesn't matter to do that. I think, you know, it's not necessary to do that. Just keep moving, it will be great. <laughs> and, and uh, anyway, I think culture will be here or something, yeah. That's good. Is, is running, is it quite a common thing to do, uh, like long distance running? Where did, Do a lot of people do it in Nepal? It's actually like a longest runner. I, I think uh, it's different. I think few runners they uh, we can run this uh, races. But like some years ago, we don't know. Like I didn't know also what is trail running. You know, when I started that Himalaya outdoor race, and then I did very uh, you know I enjoy so much there, and I got com confidence things to do like this uh, running in the in this sport like new sport in Nepal and. And then uh, uh, another another kind, I did also, I tried karate or different kind of sport, but, but this sport was not for me. Uh, when got this trail running, uh, like platform, then, uh, you know, I tried my best, then, like and, that's it. And, and when did you, like, when did you first find out that you could actually use this and, and run in different places in the world like how how did you change from having won a race to actually racing in another country when my I, first time i ran in a himalaya outdoor race and then i got experience thing wow this is when i and oh, this race i got experience thing then later i went to uh, run uh, mustang trail race there was like stress race like seven uh, uh seven days race races and there was coming different country uh, runners and i run with friend like and they're also i'm not bad you know i ran with them i enjoy so much then you know i did very great job and this race uh, mustang trail race also i won one uh like and then I won then and I try my this and there I met some Italian friend and from uh, from UK and different France or different country friend uh, they went and joined to us and I learned uh, there more about international more popular but in Nepal here is nothing and a little one. Um, uh, like uh, we compete in Mustang race. Uh, there was a um, uh, kid uh, from Italy brother. And he's, he uh, sent me SMS. Mira, are you? Uh, we have uh, some race. Can you come to Italy? He said, oh, I, you know, I really want to go to Italy. But at uh, that time, I, my, uh, you know, life was so crazy. I cannot pay, you know, that time I, uh, I'm staying with, you know, some karate team, they give me, I didn't have chance to live in Kathmandu, but my uh, like karate teacher, he uh, invite, provide me to stay in Kathmandu, then I was starting to run, and but you know, no money, nothing, how to go to Italy, I think, well, you know, one week I think about that's everything and not possible, I told him I cannot come, He, I told him, but later my uh, mentor, Richard Ball, he's, uh, uh, he's from, uh, uh, from uh, uh, he he's still running um, uh, di director and he uh, he you know, invited me to train 
and then I went to him with uh, training near to my place and then I run uh, like one hour, two hour and then went you know, bye bye time. <laughs> I told him I want to go. I'm going. That time my English was so crazy, cannot speak English. But one word, so I told him I'm going to Italy. I, I'm going Italy. I told him, and but his notes in Nepali very uh, like you know he understand very well Nepali, and he told me, you uh, okay? You say then I will, and I send you. So uh, he told me then. I told him. I promised to him. Okay. <laughs> and then he uh, our work to send in Italy. Uh, then um, my friend Tite Tony, he's uh, uh, she she, <laughs> she, is, she give me opportunity to uh, you know uh, manage me everything in Italy. Then she, uh, I ran two races in Italy. Then then I start uh, in a race. Uh, in the world like from like that's it. and and how did you were you nervous about racing in Italy and racing where because before you you did the race and it was fun whereas actually now it it it's is more important that you do well because if you do badly you you might not race again in Italy so did you did you feel uh, pressure and uh, did it change how running was for you no i i, I am so excited to co compete these races and i always running training in the morning wake up run train train <laughs> when i was Nepal. and then when i went to there then that's opportunity for me to compete this race and i my dream was when here, you know, friends send me SMS, Italy, we have some race, can you come? But, and I, you know, I want to go, I want to go home, but who are, how do I go, you know? And later, uh, I told my mentor, Richard, uh, and then he managed me, then I'm so excited to go, <laughs> but then, you know, it was so difficult to get visa uh, processing thing. In the last moment, I get, my visa passport then i i went uh, just i went myself first i never see like uh, i never travel at like uh, plane thing but i have to go three i have to send three plane <laughs> but i don't care but i really want to go i uh, <laughs> this is how i can manage this i didn't think just i went and then you know uh, in the airport many People there uh, in the security will be help. I my hope, you know, and I did like same same. Then I uh, in the in the like in the German, I I miss my plane because our plane was landing later, and oh, then no. one hour I wait to <laughs> I went I stop airport. Then you know changing uh, another uh, plane and. Uh, different way, uh, like uh, Richard uh, contact there in uh, like what's called this. Uh, like I want finally to meet in it. Uh, I want to meet Italy. Then Tite, my uh, like friend, she received me. Then then easy went and she told me 
little bit i uh, and then so me different, different technical thing also and she managed me then i ran two races and i won and wow then, <laughs> and, and what what was it like um what was that race like compared to running in nepal it was you know in the high, around 2000 high and different you know road and uh, and the mountain is it was was and a little bit snowing you know on the snow we have to run <laughs> I, then uh, <laughs> uh then first uh, race was uh, 57 kilometer and second was 80 kilometer i ran and i run with like italian friend runners I a lot. I learn with them a lot. Also, like how to run thing, following with them. It was so fun. And yeah. is is that the first time you had run eighty k, eighty kilometers in one go? Yeah, that time. First time, uh, like first time, I ran fifty seven kilometer. That's long. First time also, and another after uh, twenty two days. Uh, after uh, I ran 80 kilometer on this race also, two races I won and I came back Nepal with trophy. And in the airport, I saw, you know, first time in the airport, they blocked me to don't go while you are going many, many questions. <laughs> and later I take airport, I saw a like a trophy, then I saw then, oh, congratulations, <laughs> they saying, ah, it was so fun. <laughs> and and um, because, a lot of people who who listen to to, to this podcast will, will never have run 80k and the idea that you could just race 80k having never even raced 52k is most people think they have it's too hard it's too far and they are not ready so why like how how did you what what did you think of the extra distance and how did you manage to be so good even though you had never done it before i think first time uh, we have to prepare you know what kilometer or what distance are you going to run it's very important to know and then uh then then we have to prepare how uh like uh, first we we need like endurance training long distance and uh, he'll do repeat training and what kind uh what kind uh, route will be there we have to if possible we can say take that route and that's kind route we can practice also uh, like that and always uh, you know running we have to uh, continue run uh, yeah and very easily be relaxed be patient and then keep moving to do you know um when i'll run like uh, like different like uh, sometimes you can run long long hours sometime and then in the training also you we have to practice what's kind you know long distance you are going to run and you got to in the practice we have to eat some food you know the like gel or some uh, fruit something we have to try uh, that's in the race also it's many hours we have to run then we have we need energy and some food we like some food we don't like you know then we, we have to prepare ourselves to do, uh, do this thing and 
he really wants to do and then you can do it um, because but uh, we'll training we have to prepare first and then later just go run try yourself develop develop then we'll be there <laughs> and and but did you like was did you find it very hard the 80 kilometers was was there a point where you did you slow down did you have to change how you, how fast you started and um did was it different to how you what you thought it would be like i think uh, uh first of all we have to uh, we have to decide uh, you how you are you know and then how you are feeling you know important sometimes will be feeling very uh, very you know in the training i think you feel always how you are fast or how you are not fast yet you know and uh, and then we have to decide you know and uh, then will be if you are targeting like 10 km how many hour, uh, one hour 30 minute or how many you wants to take uh, you know to finish i think this kind step step uh, you have to practice and then uh, later around uh, up and down up up how many minutes you are going to take time and down how many and then uh, like this kind may, may manage also we can do another thing also uh, it's it's long distance and then uh, we have to drink water and we have to uh, eat some food uh, very not too many just you know make you sure you are not zero level because <laughs> like energy you know and this kind also we have to in the mind we have to put then keep moving how you are if you are going to fast then you will be uh, you know your mind i cannot like do that and you have to do little bit slow and then uh, management and then go again fast more fast and your mind uh, your mind or your body you, you have to listen first and then if possible you can run more if not and a little bit slow down and keep balance same pace then if possible in the last moment go fast <laughs> and have you because it a lot a lot of that takes for a lot of runners like years and years to be able to understand their own body and to to be able to feel what what is the right speed um and a lot of us make big mistakes where we will go off too fast or too yeah. slow um do, how like how how do you know what is right for you um in, in these races i i try my 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 own pace continue enough in in the finish also to you know make uh like you know balance same uh, energy in last moment uh, and then i think this kind of develop skill thing we in the training we can make uh, uh, this kind of skill. I think my my thing is that. And and 
do you train um, a lot? But did you train a lot before this first race? Were you running um, ten hours a week, five hours a week? Um, now how much? And and what tra what training plan were you following? Uh, were you making it up, or did you have a very set um, ordered runs? Uh, my training plan, my uh, my team uh, team tutor, he uh, like Greg. He give me like this moment, this hour, this point, this this he me me measure to me. Then I fall, I follow to this training. Also, uh, if I go to run fifty kilometer, then uh, you know <laughs> majority of training I uh, he give me. Then I follow like that. But if sometimes you know we have to do too much training then in the performance will be will be lost and we have to be careful because if we do early too much and then later in the performance we cannot we cannot you know uh, same uh, level we cannot do it but uh, always need you know rest and recovery and also training everything and then listen to your body uh, and then keep moving and then we'll find yeah and and because in my first race i i did not win in my second race i did not win <laughs> in most of my races i did not win <laughs> so why why do you think why why are you so good so quickly um <laughs> uh, when I run, uh, when I run, I enjoy so much, and so I'm very uh, glad to be glad to co complete this uh, training, training uh, this races uh, in the world uh, because I never thought when I was you know, little or I do like this kind. Long, long races. I never see dream, but um, suddenly, some in the moment, I got way. Then, wow, let's do it! And then I jumped in the trail running. Then now, you know, I got good pl platform and I got good hands, good short porter. Then I am here. This is and then now, yeah, you know, in the our village, in the remote area, our. We have to carry, uh, you know, uh, water, cut grass, you know, always our life. It's in the trail, in the mountain and moving, you know, and this movement uh, when I to run and I feel it, you know, and, you uh, know, in, in the mind and the long hours carrying rice to being to home, then selling to market. That's that's uh, my, you know, life style was that. And I really, when I run, and then I enjoy so much. And now it's a sport. Then everybody uh, they are looking dream also to do this kind of trail running in Nepal. And now I'm working also young generation uh, to uh, to complete this race from Mirai Initiative. I'm working to you know give opportunity back for young generation in Nepal to promote trail running. Uh, this sport more than more uh, then they they will be I'm my thing are always I miss like one it's mirror you know another yeah. more more strong they have uh, they are but they didn't have 
they didn't know it when I was also I didn't know they didn't also <laughs> still they didn't know uh, it and we we are for uh, my team Ryan is sick we are working give opportunity back uh, to their uh, you know uh, dream thing or uh, their uh, you know they they will be do also a lot uh, like me. I'm hoping we are hoping that also. So you are you are changing the um, running in Nepal uh, for for younger people. Yeah, we and, are uh, trying. <laughs> we are trying. They are also uh, we already supported uh, like uh, runners, and I support. Uh, through uh, like uh, and then they very they did very well uh, thing like Sunmaya Buddha is a young athlete from remote area for like like that <laughs> we we are doing that thing also thank you and and what did your village think when you started running when you went to Italy were they did did they understand? Um, were they very supportive? Oh, my village! I left long years ago from my village, and I uh, and then I joined to army. Then later I went. I never. I didn't back to uh, my village. Then I was stay, staying to in another village for study for like that. And later I told my parents, and they said, "Oh, they are very. I'm very. Uh, they are always." Happy, what we want to do, do it. They gave me like this kind of opportunity. Then I, you know, happily moving. My parents giving opportunity to the dads. Why not? I'm doing, you know, and always trying, trying different way to well thing. Then, uh, then I'm here. Like uh, I did uh, platform to run like trail running, and my team Salomon also they gave me opportunity to you know so my talents thing also. Uh, then. Young generation also, they are very in, encouraging when they saw me or, you know, they looking forward like that. Yeah. And, and, and would, would the, um, if, if I was a younger person in Nepal, um, like what do they run, do they have uh, just in their normal clothes or do lots of people have access to trainers? Or is is it hard to get the equipment to to be able to run, or are people happy just running in whatever they are wearing? Yeah, I I think that's just a uh, few people does the uh, they run, uh, not so uh, you know in in, the, in Nepal not much popular sport, you know. Oh, why are you doing? If we do run, why you are running? Many questions. <laughs> in the remote area, no calls are to run women's. And it's different, you know, different kind of challenge we have. Uh, but uh, some uh, runner, some sister are there always sending me message me. I really love to run like you. And they said, and always there, uh, see their picture, uh, running picture. And I encourage myself also while there, as you know, to do, uh, to help uh, them uh, like that. And and that is not fear, fear, not fear, uh, like girls running much. Then we are uh, providing to them some uh, skill thing for, you know, underprivileged uh, 
young females to uh, encourage to run this race and then we are some uh, from through their initiative we are helping to uh, uh, give uh, you know platform for them and and do because I when I was in Afghanistan um, the the women were discovering running for the first time and in we had a marathon there where the first the only person in the first year to do the whole thing was um from afghanistan was an afghanistan woman and it was you could see that it was changing how people saw um women and men in society because all of the men had to admit that they weren't as good they they could not do it um is is do you do you think that by you being so good and by encouraging more women in nepal is that changing how um how people see themselves in in your country yeah like a lot of a lot of uh, like um, brother and sister also they are changing their mind because you know i come from very terrible then i jump in and then i did it and they are also come from same background also and they are you know some uh, trying themselves and that last time was you know uh, here like south in South game, uh, game was in Nepal, and lots of uh, sister are they got the gold medal thing, and you know making, and uh, they were very very hard, and then get that, and they got uh, like um, the performance they they won, then uh, it's changing, but we need more support from government from diff different you know um, uh, different kind of policy we need, but. Still, I think it's difficult, struggling very hard to do, and I'm hoping all everybody there is struggling to do well thing there in any sport field. And um, and and what have you done with? Because you have you have won quite a lot of races now, and sometimes when you win a race, you get a trophy. Sometimes you get a, a nice amount of money. Uh, so what what have you done with your prizes? Uh, I uh, yeah I help uh, my parents to uh, parents a little bit and some uh, my young brother and sisters giving for school like study and then I uh, I bought some little bit land in uh, near to my like in the place and then I made a little business of chicken. Uh, and then you know it's uh, I did uh, I bought a little bit land and then a little bit small house then chicken farm I opened then uh, like managing that. So you are now a chicken farmer. Yeah, also. <laughs> and do are the other people in the village? Are they? Are they thankful or are they are they jealous or has it has it changed how people treat you? Um, always uh, when I see and they are always very proud 
under my village and my country uh, leader uh, they are also saying all oh, you did great job um, um, blah blah <laughs> it's very uh, very glad to hear like this uh, this old things i never thought also i uh, i always think wow what's possible how possible that you know i thought like you know this is dream <laughs> i never see like this dream but i did it and uh, young generation brother sister are very uh, positive and they want to run they realize it they realize still but uh, there are some runners also uh, running sister are always i already help helping chain goals also i have with me uh, with my team and they are doing very great of very happy <laughs> like that so, to see did, so do you think in the future there will be a lot of runners from Nepal. Uh, will will we have at the UTMB not just Mira, but also five more runners who are who are doing well? Yeah, we. Uh, I'm. Uh, I like to uh, you know. Uh, uh, I like to be them breeds uh, to compete like uh, to see compete to UTMB or another race or. or if possible to do some races like UTMB in Nepal, then different country runners friends also to welcoming to Nepal, then uh, to run, run and train together. We'll be looking forward to do that also. And uh, slowly, slowly, yeah, I'm hoping <laughs> and we'll be this also. <laughs> and um, how do you think you can you can improve even more are you because uh you know utmb is the the biggest race in the world uh do, 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 is that something that you are planning on kind of racing and and doing well in yeah my dream uh, are to do utmb uh, but uh, you know some year, uh, like 2019 i did second time my knee surgery now, you know, to ligaments um, and cartilage surgery. Now I'm back. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, uh, trying to, uh, you know, moving in the trail. I uh, did some races, but I'm in the future. I love to uh, run also UTMB uh, in <laughs> UTMB on another races too. And I'm hoping. Uh, this time I like uh, I love to run, but uh, the coronavirus makes all this big mess. Then <laughs> staying home, staying in Nepal, then <laughs> uh, planning to a uh, different way. Like uh, I'm now working to with uh, my team planning. I'm doing that that thing in future. Yeah, of course I will be run. Uh, hoping to run more than last time. <laughs> And and with with the injury, um, because you know I, I I am injured now. But if I am injured, I I cannot run. But my you know I still have my normal job, and my life is is quite is still quite similar. Whereas for you, uh, your running is is now your job, and is now um, like a a big part of who you are. So. What what has it been like to be injured and to to think that maybe things will be different? 
like this of the uh, be injurious makes so uh, injurious uh, i never say uh, uh, not happen you know no no one uh, will, will be no i'm giving hope it never happens to anyone i hoping never having like this kind of injury uh, yeah. to anyone uh, it's difficult we have to you know it's it's hard, but you know we have to manage. You know, sometimes we are athlete, different uh, injury we got. We have to manage ourselves. Try to manage not having, but if we have, but we have to how to possible to solve this injury is very. Be patient and try try more. You know, this injury to make all solve then. Then you will you will be uh, run again. Uh, this kind of hope we have to is important to hope thing. Then try try. Then will be there my thing. And I always do that. I did like that. Now I can run. And I'm trying to do more, more more to run again. And and do you think you will come back? Um as as good a runner are you are you hopeful that um this time next year you will be back winning races again yeah yeah i'm hoping that and i try my best i'm trying thank you yeah <laughs> yes and, and um and other than the utmb are there any which other races or which other countries would you like to visit and, and would you like to race in? I love to do anywhere where it's possible. I love to do another many new, new kind, new country, new place, new uh, experience. I love to do and uh, let's make more and more race in the world that makes more popular to this sport in, you know, in the world than this courage uh, platform to uh, you know, another uh, who wants to really uh, do this sport in the world. And then also important uh, will be, uh, then will be great and uh, let's do it in the world. <laughs> <laughs> more than more. Yeah. Um, and we, we have a few questions from our listeners um, that I'd like to ask you. Uh, so, the first one is by uh, it's from D Dimi Booth, and she asks whether um, the Dimi loves her yoga, and uh, she was wondering whether, when it comes to movement, is do you consider yourself as like a, a running yogi or a yogic runner? Uh, I will prefer to say uh, runner, runner yogi, because yoga also very uh, good very helpful for running when you know run run and you know when then will in the uh, you know rest time recovery time will do if we do yoga thing then our muscle will be makes relax and when we do yoga thing then mentality everything makes more better than i would say runner <laughs> runner of yogi <laughs> thank you so much for question for her and namaste too and and you mentioned about earlier about how you try some some food when you run some you like some you do not like um 
which which foods do you not like and uh and and what what do you normally use when you race for your energy um it's it's different when i in a train in nepal then i always uh you know in the morning wake up early and one hour run and uh, one hour on the way run run and stop then eat some food or banana or some you know some you know uh, dry, uh, chickpeas cooking boiling chickpeas and some egg and then some hour run and then take a race and <laughs> like that I do and in the race when I am competing this then it's uh, in the morning sometime I eat some bread some you know some uh, bread with different i like salt thing and uh when we start uh, like to do running competition and then later i'll carry like different kind gel you know when uh run we cannot very hard uh, you know uh, gel will be right yeah. and some gel will be uh, you like some fruit gel you like some uh, you know different kind gel we have to uh, try then choose and then the rest you can use then will be great and and do you like gels yeah in the in the comparison i will uh, eat some gels and some bar you know uh, like also good and drink more water also <laughs> like <this kind laughs> of, I, I do like this kind of preparing so, so we have a question from Matt Walker, which is, what do you enjoy more, winning races or helping the young women of Nepal? I like to do like, uh, you know, uh, I like to run more races. If possible, try to uh, try to be win. If not, uh, you know, try to like that and I uh, to do this. And another, I love to uh, um, support young athlete in Nepal, young sister, yeah, brother, if possible, like this. I love to do that. <laughs> two, and, two, I love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, we've got another question from, so from Dominic, Spain, where you train very high in the mountains. Um, have you ever thought about going to the lowest places and running a marathon as fast as you can? And and how do you think you would do? Yeah, I love to do that uh, when run in the mountain, then to run also. On the low altitude, also it's fine. I love to run everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and and where, like, what do you have a plan for the next five years, the next ten years? Do, do you think you will always be racing, um, and you will always be running? Yeah, I love I love to do run more, more than more. And uh, then also helping for Nepali trail runners too. And and is there anything that we can do to help 
Nepali trail runners. Um, I think so you can you can help some you know fundraise uh, fundraise thing fundraising fundraising for my team and some if possible fundraise some fundraising for some girls because some run uh, in Nepal it's not easy to find some you know good gears thing and it will be great for to uh, give uh, some Nepali runner to run and give them and they will be run then they performance very well themselves because last time we were in the golden trail series race was in Nepal grand final and all athletes they bring their uh, gears thing and my Nepali runner's friend they wearing they were then they did it very great job oh no so and th thanks for donating all a team and my team and another all athlete to bringing that's gear and then my all children's uh, brother sister they enjoy so much their performance very well that's amazing yeah and um if if people would like to donate to the team um what what is the best way for them to do that? Is is there a website they, or can they contact on Instagram or Facebook or? Yeah, we we can do like uh, we have also initiative for uh, Mira initiative website and Instagram and Facebook page also we have. Then from through we can contact, we can keep in touch. Then we easily we can do it. Uh, this this thing also, yeah. <laughs> And and do you think um, so? We in the UK we are trying to have an equal society for men and for women, um, and I think we are slowly getting there. Uh, do, do you think this is happening in Nepal, and is 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 trail running helping to change that? Yeah, slowly, uh, slowly, slowly, we'll be there. Also, we are trying to do that. We are like equal, you know. What's possible, men, women, let's try to do better than better, better, better thing. Like, doesn't matter we are men, we are women, like this kind of thing. What do you want? Just keep doing. If you want to run, you know, child running always welcome or different way. It's so great to do that. To see, like, this kind of level will be slowly happen, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> well, Thank you so much for coming on a podcast. It's been an absolute delight and good luck with with your your injury and I hope that you will be back racing very, very soon and hopefully, you know, doing UTMB in the near future. Um, thank you so much <laughs> to you uh, and thank you so much for listening to Bork Bad, Bad Boy Broadcast. Uh, <laughs> And, mm -hmm. and if uh, hello for them and thank you for to you my pleasure uh, and and if if people would like to follow your journey um what is the best way for them to to keep in touch uh it will be i have like uh, my facebook page or in uh, page instagram and uh, from through also we can do our from mirai in city uh like you know, website, or I have also my own website also. Uh, we can, 
if you uh, you know how who wants to follow me and please yeah, her instagram handle is mira dot rai and she has a facebook page of mira rai and mira rai initiative as well she also uses twitter and she also has linkedin so you can contact any social media platform to uh, communicate <laughs> you have linkedin as well brilliant <laughs> yeah, yeah. every time um, let's do it yeah thank you so absolutely much. Well, thank you so much again. And uh, if you ever make it to London, let me know because we will we will take you for a run, a very flat run. Okay, let's I'm hoping, yeah. I'm and hoping to run you guys, you know, also. Let's run together also in in the London. Wow, it will be amazing. Yeah, we can thank go you. out we can go out with Nick and do it uh, do it as a group. Come to Nepal also, okay, please. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I, I really want to actually. I've just heard so many good things, uh, and the Impact Marathon series as well is amazing. So, um, well, thank you, thank you again. And uh, if there's anything we can do to help in the future, let us know. Okay, we'll keep in touch. Thank you. Oh, Ray Sunshine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Very positive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, incredibly positive. It's quite incredible, like what she what she's done, and um, and she how she kind of like just takes in a stride, like how <laughs> how you know just like oh yeah, you know it doesn't matter, you know no one really thinks about what they do, and then someone else has to interject. Oh, oh, by the way, yeah, like everyone's seeing you like all succeeding and running past and everything else that goes with it. So yeah, I know, just like really, I think quite you know quite modest as well about, about yeah. And but I, I didn't realise until afterwards because we're we're now Instagram friends, Facebook friends, all of that. She's actually been quite plagued by injury the last few years. Um, which apologies to the listener. Well, she I, would I, do. She runs in Nepal. Like <laughs> that's, that should that should be the biggest sign that you're going to get injured on a. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And and we've we're going to be interviewing Greg, who is the. What the head, Greg? Not Greg your nemesis. No, not not the nemesis, Greg. Not Guy. Oh, guy, Greg. That's a shame. Um, Greg, who is the he manages the Solomon athletes, but also he he's the person that met, I think, and and signed up Mira, and it'd be really interesting to understand because um, it was I'd love talking to Mira, but it's obviously quite hard when you don't know the internet connection wasn't quite as good as as it sometimes is. And right. it's also the slight delay in that makes it then harder to actually ask questions, particularly when it's not their first language. So I'd, I'd love to really understand um, and go a bit deeper on just the role of how brands and sponsors we're so used to in the West now thinking of them as just a way for people to get some free kit and to get your name out there. But actually, you know, they, <laughs> some they, people. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Anyone to send me free stuff? But um, but whereas actually, you forget in in places where trail running isn't as established, and that there is talent out there that it, it can be life changing. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You're like you've got this this like hero who is sponsored from like uh, from Nepal, and you're like, well, what is the 
because normally you'd sponsor someone in a, in a region because you want to you know improve the sales of your product in that yeah. region. But you know, I mean, I, it doesn't seem like in in some of these cases that you know footwear sales is the is the aim or or kit sales is the aim because because of the country that it is and because of you know the fact there's poverty and everything else so mm. it, you know it's the it's the dynamic of it it's the understanding you know why different people are chosen and, and it, the fact that it is it can be absolutely you know game changing for for them getting that sponsorship as well i do think it's funny though and i'm i'm going to continue banging on about this how it's a very western thing to talk about trail running because all of her running is trail running, regardless. It's like an <laughs> option of roads. Like, trail yeah. running is a really Western concept. And it, it, does, it really annoys me. That's true, actually. The way running is almost, our assumption is based it's like, it's on, like, so on road is, is normality. Is road. The, yeah. the default is road. And or, you know, if you don't run on road, you're obviously a trail runner. You're like, uh, <laughs> like in some parts of Africa and stuff. And they're just like, oh, yeah, oh, do you know what? I'm... I would be a trail runner, but we don't have any roads here, so I don't have anything to compare it against. So yeah, yeah, that I hadn't even thought of that. Um, but it, it'll be really interesting to see how you know, the impact that she actually has in that community. I mean, she's obviously having a, an impact in her local community mm. with the finances coming in, but also just to see whether trail running running is seen as <laughs> as a future for people and and you know, the, Nepal is is so well known for the Gurkhas and how you know the, the the one of the reasons why the Gurkha regiment regiment is so feared is because of how hard it is to get into the Gurkhas, yeah. because it's seen as such a, a good opportunity for, for people locals in Nepal, and and it it wouldn't take much for this to be seen as another way for people to yeah, like like in you know in in East African countries. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's a way out of a way out of poverty. It's a genuine, and that that spurs on like <laughs> a crazy amount of uh, of of growth of a sport or growth of any any yeah. uh, professional industry where it is seen as a way out of um, not necessarily way out of poverty, but uh, uh, you know a legitimate source of income. And wouldn't it be great if uh, you know twenty years time, London Marathon, you've got the Kenyans taking on the Nepalese. That would be good. That would you be never really know. Good. You never yeah. know. So, do badders. That was that was Mira. We interviewed Mira because she was recommended to us in the group, and um, and luckily, actually, Nick, who does the Impact Marathons, he was kind enough to put a good word in for us. So, if you want to listen to his episode, he actually organises marathons in places like Nepal, all for um, the good of the community. So, that's a really good episode to listen to. We haven't had that many other like international international runners um no, we've featured have we we've we've managed to um speak to either australian or european people organizing or run running races organizing races in in asia um but not actually yeah. a lot of asian runners <laughs> yeah and and i'm hoping to chris chris's surname chris the organizer of the um asian trail series He's put me in contact with a um, a Muslim female Malaysian runner who I'm hoping to get on at some point, but she's just a bit busy with kids and stuff currently, so uh, struggling for that one. Any other episodes you'd recommend as a good follow-up to these? Um, I, I think the impact one would would, would ties in with that really nicely. Um, 
one of the episodes where I went to Afghanistan and ran their marathon. That's quite interesting because we, yep. I, I talk about what it's like to bring a race to a community and linking into that as well. Stephanie Case episode, she has founded a charity called Free to Run, which brings running to females in areas of conflict. I mean, she's amazing, incredible runner herself, but also the communities and the positivity and the impact she's created in these areas of running is, is really, really good episode to listen to. Um, so thanks for listening, guys. If you liked this episode, please do subscribe. Please do leave us a, a review. The funnier, the better. And the more reviews we get, it just helps us get in front of people like Mira and convince them to come on. Um, anything you want to add, Jody? Merch. We've got loads of it now. We've got <laughs> loads of new merch. So store.badboyrunning.com. Um, we've got beanies, hoodies, T-shirts, all sorts of stuff. So if you are looking out for it, and we're well stocked as well. So if you're looking out for it, um, go there, purchase it, um, and immediately regret it. Absolutely. And um, if you're new to the podcast and you enjoyed this episode and you want to get deep and dirty into bad boy running, listen to the A to Z of bad boy running. It goes through all, all our lexicography lexicography almost uh, lexicon it goes to a lexicon. lexicon it's the study right. of lexicon that's a lexicography it's, it's the in fact we probably talk about it in there somewhere it's so long it's got bad boy running words that you may not know <laughs> there you go there you go and if you want to ask questions for guests in the future follow us on instagram bad boy running i assume um and we'll then ask them in the interview <laughs> bad boy running i assume <laughs> i can't remember our handles but thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. See you later. Bye 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 bye